0: Road trip is actually a a metaphor. This is symbolic language and I hope that you'll be able to track with us on this. Um, We've kind of gone for kind of a nostalgic kind of look and feel on this. One of my favorite television shows is The Wonder Years and I just love that feel. I can relate so much to it and I laugh and I cry and it's like ah Um, because it just really connects with kind of where I kind of grew up. and I can remember vacations as a kid. Do you remember those? They, they kind of mark you. And uh, we had the long station wagon. And we had no air conditioning. But we were fine because we didn't know about air conditioning, you know. And we would fight to get in the way back. And in the way back, it wasn't carpet really. It was more like cloth asphalt, you know, that... Was in the back and you'd leave marks on you and stuff. And my mom would pack up a little, you know, some little toys and different things we could take and crayons and all. And I can, I can remember coloring on a road trip and my crayons are actually bending, melting because, <laughs> because of the heat and we're just, you know, dri- dripping on your color. You didn't know better. You didn't know better. And we went, usually we went to kind of cheesy places, you know. Um, but memories nonetheless and, uh, we've, we've tried to especially, uh, with our kids to always, you know, do some trips and stuff. And I hope you get to take trips. But um, somebody uh, a few weeks ago asked them, so you taking a big trip this summer? And she said, um, the last few years we've taken some big trips. I said, well, are you taking one this year? She goes, no, because this year we took Financial Peace, Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace, and we won't be able to do trips." trip. And I said, well, it's probably wisdom there. Um, but beyond that... Motif that idea of actually traveling and on the road and Route 66 and, and all of those things. Here's, here's the reality. Life is a journey. Yes. And your life, you ready for this? That's your road trip. Your life is your road trip. And we're going to look at some aspects of this over the next few weeks that I really, I'm, I'm praying will help your life. If I were to give this all a, a subtitle, it would be getting there, getting there, getting at... Uh, arriving at a better place in life how many of you know that there probably is a better place in life and okay arriving at what i'm going to call good and godly goals and you should have those and we're going to kind of provoke you toward those and then ultimately our destination heaven heaven and back up on our goals i think it'd be a really good goal believers it'd be a really good goal that we also want to take some people with us to heaven and so we're on this trip, this road trip, and sometimes it seems long, and it's like um, uh, endless stretches at times. Um, and and what is the question kids always ask as you're, are we there yet? And my answer is always one more mile, <laughs> and no matter how how far it would be. And we are on this journey. And are we there yet? We're closer than we've ever been. And the thing I want to encourage you about is don't be miserable on this trip. Enjoy this trip. And there's so much that god wants to do for you and through you like alicia was talking about this morning um the purpose of this teaching the purpose of this series in reality it's the purpose of this church is to help you move from where you are to where god wants you to be i want to say that again is to help you to move from where you are to where god wants you to be and see some people would say well you know, do I, what do I have to do to get God to love me? This is the thing you've, you've got to know. Right where you are right now, even though you might be the biggest mess in this place, don't raise your hand if you think you are. Okay? God loves you right where you are. And nothing can separate you from that love. Not even you. And not only does he love you, he accepts you. Well, don't I have to clean a bunch of stuff up and get myself? He loves you and accepts you right where you are. But he loves you too much to just leave you like you are. Because as your father, God, savior, uh, uh, redeemer, he has so much more for you. And so he's got to get you moving. Got to move you from where you are to where God wants you to be. And that truly is the heartbeat of this message. And that really is the heartbeat of this church for us to help and to be a part of it. And by moving, I'm not talking about geographical moves. And um, Lee and Katie are in service, and um, they're going to be moving geographically, um, you know, this next week. And I I just want to publicly honor Lee and Katie uh, for being, their last name aside, being absolutely a wonderful, wonderful asset and all-stars for this ministry. And I thank you. Bless you. Alright, keep moving, keep moving, keep moving. So, let's look here in our, our key verse that we're going to launch off. Acts, out of Acts chapter 17. And it says, For in him we live and move and have our being. Would you read that with me? For in him we live and move and have our being. Now that live, move and have our being, are they're all connected. They go together. We'll talk a little bit more about it in a moment, but... Um, movement is a sign of life. And so in him, we live and move and have our being. The first question that we've got to look at is, is this question, where are you? Where are you? Go ahead and say it with me. Where are you? If you're trying to get somewhere, what's important is you got to locate where you are to start with. If if you were to call some place, some person or whatever, you're trying to get to where they are, to their business, to their home, to uh, 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 some destination. And you call them and your question would be, hey, I'm trying to get to your place. Could you tell me how to get there? They're going to ask you a question back and the question is what? Where well, where are you? They're going to want to know where are you coming from? What direction are you coming from? And so, you know, that question has to be, it has to be answered. Um, we now have... Uh, Technology and satellites and something called GPS. I, I just want to stop and say this. My grandma, that probably is the one responsible for praying me and many of my family into the kingdom of God, if she saw some of the technology today, she'd think it was the devil. <laughs> I mean, how can you have a phone that doesn't have a wire on it and you're getting information on that from where, you know? And it still kind of blows our minds. But um, GPS and um, You know, you're in an area you don't know. And you can put in where you're wanting to go that address, that place. And it's going to ask you to fill in another blank, though, and that is your current location. So we've got to ask this question, where are you? Where are you now? And we uh, borrowed this from a museum, actually. And boys and girls, this is called a map. (laughs) And on the map, you can look and find, there's Florida and... You know, different areas of Florida. And you can, you can look and you find where you're wanting to go. And we have a, an index here. And so you can find all of that. You can find out where you want to go. And then you have to come back and find, but where, where am I? So that you can, you can route all that out. But you have to, the starting place really is where you are, right? And so, uh, and this is why we got rid of these. <laughs> it's why we invented satellites right there so where are you hopefully hopefully you're on a good path and let me say even the the best of paths please hear this because we're talking in you know terms of a road a trip here there's going to be rough patches you can live your life in perfection not possible but the best that you could for god wholehearted all the way and you're still going to have some rough patches There's going to be some potholes. There's going to be some crazy drivers around you. You know, how many of you know that you understand what you meant, but you have no idea why they're doing that? Okay. You know, uh, there's going to be potholes. There's going to be road construction. There's going to be, you know, bridges out. All kinds of things that are going to happen in the best of journeys, in the best of journeys. So know that. Don't expect earth to be heaven. Heaven's later. Okay. That's where we're traveling to. It's really awesome there. Worth the trip. Okay, so hopefully you're on a good path. Hopefully you're in a good place. Hopefully you're making progress in life. And remember, life is progressive. This, this is a journey. This is a, a trip. Hopefully you're living at a healthy pace. And that has to be adjusted sometimes. Hopefully you're learning. Don't say, well, I'm old. No, 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 no. Keep learning. Hopefully you're growing. Hopefully, you are increasing, increasingly more happy, stable, fruitful, and blessed. And hopefully, you're enjoying the journey. Where are you? That's what I hope for you, but here's what I'm concerned about. What I'm concerned about is that some of you might be stuck. Some of you may be stranded. Some of you just kind of stalled out or lost or broke down or you missed an exit or you've just kind of given up and you've taken the wheels off and put it up on the blocks and just are where you are, or maybe you're just you're wandering. And can I tell you on this road trip you cannot afford any of those things. And we've got to get you help. One way or another, we've got to get you help, and I'm thinking along and deserted roads, we've got to get help to you. That's the purpose of this series. So I'm I'm Tim's tow truck and I'm coming your way. And and we've gotta get you back gotta get you back going again. And what you cannot afford to do is stay stranded, stay broke down, stay on the wrong path. Uh, you cannot afford to wander around. Let me show you a verse here in 1 Peter 5, verse 8. It says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, say my adversary, that's your enemy, he's against you. The, the devil walks about, that means to prowl, that means to roam, to, to seek He walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may bless on a daily basis. No, he's seeking whom he may devour. And the thing is, the devil walks about, he roams, he prowls, he's a predator. And he's looking for whom he may devour. Listen, you might be moving. Well, guess what else? The devil is also on the move. We just see this. Uh, Twice early in the book of Job. The devil comes before the very presence of God and God asks him a question. Where did you just come from? And he said, I just came from roaming to and fro over the whole earth and walking up and down in it. Now, the earth is the Lord's in the fullness thereof. It belongs to him. But because of the fall of man, because of the whole timeline of it all, you need to know that Satan is the God of this world system. That makes a lot of sense now, doesn't it? He's the prince of the power of the air, and though the Earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, and you belong to God, we're traveling this territory. And we've got to understand, you have an adversary, you have an enemy, and you're not just wandering around, he's wandering around. and I'm going to tell you, you cannot afford to just be wandering around. You can't afford the, uh, You can't afford to be doing that. He's looking for somebody broke down. He's prowling those highways and byways. He's looking for somebody that's pulled over, broke down. Somebody that's got that lost look on their face. He's looking for those that are wandering. And we cannot afford to wander. We've got to be on our way. He's a predator. He devours. That's what he's out to do. My wife watches these shows on television. that uh, She's just intrigued by uh, cold case files and crime scene investigations and 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 uh missing people and locked up abroad and she just loves all these things. and i've been a, i've been a chaplain of the sheriff's office for like 15 16 years and baby i can get you with a detective i can get you with a crime scene person you go no no i don't want to be that close to it okay <laughs> Well, she watches these shows. And I'll watch them with her sometimes. You know, it's interesting. It's human drama. It's life. It's like, wow, how does this go down? But here's the takeaway that I have coming and going watching that. And we talked about it too. Bad things. Everybody say bad things. Bad. bad things happen when you end up where you're not supposed to be. Bad things happen when you wander off the beaten path. Bad things happen when you're just cruising around and there's no real purpose in what you know bad things happen and that's what I don't want for you my hope for you is that you're on a good path that this road trip would be an awesome awesome journey for you instead of just littered with breakdowns and bad things and all that happening I'm going to tell you there's an enemy that is patrolling that he is cruising so to speak the byways and highways of life and he's looking for whom he may devour So it's important here that we ask this question, where are you? Second question would would be this then, where do you want to go? Where do you want to go? Maybe a better question would be, where do you need to go? Having asked that first question, where am I? Where am I? And I pray you'll look at your life today, begin looking at it. Where am I? Am I in what pastor said he hopes for? am I in what he is very concerned about? Where am I? and this and then the the following question is where do you want to be where do you need to be i want to encourage you more than ever to have some good and godly goals say that with me good and godly goals uh where do i want to be where do i need to be did you know that some people never consider that Uh, the the bible tells us in proverbs 29 that without a vision people what They perish. Did you hear that? If you don't have vision, people perish. Well, what is vision? What is vision? Vision is when you look at something, you see something, and here's what you see. You see what could be and what should be. That's what vision is. But a lot of people, they don't have any vision. They don't see what could be. They don't see what should be for themselves, for their family, for their community, for their church, for, for whatever they're plugged in, lives of the people around them. They're not looking at what could be and what should be. They're just kind of taking whatever gets shoved ac- across the plate, uh, the table to them. Their, their life motto might be something like this. It is what it is. Or their motto might be this, whatever. Or, or, or maybe they're just like this. It's all good. And you know what? It is not good, sweetheart. And we've got to look at this. Where, where are you? But where do you want to go? Where, where is it that you need to go? And you've got to figure that out. There are a lot of people driving in life, so to speak, like a lot of people driving around here. And they have their turn signal on all the time. We've got a bunch of them come to first service. Did I say that out loud? I love them. You've been behind them. Some of you are them. And you know what it means? I don't don't even know why that's on. I didn't know it was on. Don't know where I'm going anyway. You know, and we don't want to go through life in that way. It's been said that if you aim at nothing, you will hit it every time. And we've got to be intentional about this. We've got to have some good and godly goals. We have to have some vision. What could be? What should be? You know, you don't want to have children just say, well... Whatever, I raise them to do my chores. Teach them to mow the lawn do dishes. No, what what could they be? What should they be? What about you? Well, I'm getting older. Listen, I say this in no wrong way at all. I'm 55 years old this week. I'm in my doctoral program. I've gone back to school. I'm going to be learning anyway, but I want you to learn. I want you to grow. You've got to have good and godly. I'm going to learn the cello, I think, next year. But... And let's keep going. It's been said that ambivalence is the enemy of momentum and forward progress. Ambivalence, indecision, uncertainty. He's not thinking about it. And you need to do that. Do you remember Winnie the Pooh? I love Winnie the Pooh. I grew up on it and then read it to all my kids. It's some deep literature too. There's some meaningful stuff. And the one I can remember, Winnie and his posse, his crew, he's got Tigger and Piglet and Kanga and Roo and Rabbit, Eeyore, Owl. And they're going through the 100-acre woods. And they kind of get lost, and they're just going in a circle. And they all start to ask one at a time, didn't we pass this little pit and this tree before? And Winnie the Pooh would just say, oh, bother you know, and just going around, and around, and around like that. And we go, man, that, that's kind of crazy. You know, that's a silly old bear stuffed with fluff. But you know what? We're not that far from that. Do you remember the children of Israel? They were delivered out of Egypt and they spent 40 years, 40 years wandering in the wilderness. The other day I was thinking about that. 40 years. What is wrong with the children of Israel? And then I got to thinking about some of y'all. More than 40 years. And I'm teasing at you. But you understand that's reality that sometimes we can be wandering all that time. They wandered and finally God said to them in in the book of Deuteronomy. He said this right here in Deuteronomy chapter 2. He said, you have been wandering around in this hill country long enough. Turn to the north. And then in the message paraphrase, it says this. You've been going around in circles in these hills long enough. Go north. And I want to say to you today, you've been wandering around enough. Look at me. You've been wandering around enough. It's time to change direction. You've got to decide, where is it that I want to go? Where is it that I need to go? And we're not talking geographical here. We're talking about go- g- good and godly goals and-, and making movement in your life. Where do you need to go? Where do you want to go? You have to travel to get there. And again, Acts 17, 28. In him we live And we move and we have our being. What is one of the signs of life? Movement. Movement. One of the signs of life is movement. A week or so ago, I was leaving the house and uh, we have squirrels aplenty. And if you're a squirrel lover, and I know several of you, please don't be offended. True life story here. And so I'm pulling out of the neighborhood and there's a squirrel right in the middle of the road. He was going along great just hopping along and then all of a sudden he's in the middle of the road and he lost his mind. He became squirrely and I'm coming along and he starts this number. Oh Jesus, give me one. And and I just kept going and I didn't get a I I didn't get that. But suddenly I felt it like on the floorboard, I heard a poof. So I kept going and I looked back in the mirror and there he was in the mirror. And what am I looking for? Movement. And all of a sudden, like a cartoon character, he just, you know, just (laughs) kind of, he moved and then he kind of got himself together and then just kind of, you know, went back (laughs) off the road. I hope he learned his lesson. Uh, All that, I have no idea what I just looked like, but um, all that to to point to you that one of the signs of life, this is your journey, is, is movement. And movement is also a measure of life. And direction of that movement is highly important because any decision, I tell you this all the time, any decision you make, any direction that you take. That moves you away from God. You're going to incur damage. And so what we've got to do is make sure that we're moving toward God. James chapter 4 verse 8 says this. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Look at it in the message. Excuse me in the new new living. Come close to God and God will come close to you. Now we know that God is always near, God is always present, but this is notable, this is remarkable, this is something different. That when you're making effort toward God, God is waiting, He's poised, He's ready for you. When you move toward Him, He moves toward you in ways that you will notice. And on this road trip of yours and of mine, we've got to move toward God, we've got to travel. In Him we live and move and have our being. That verse that we just read is in this context, that if you'll submit yourself to God and resist the devil, remember him? He's the guy out prowling, trying to find who might even just look lost, trying to eat him down. And so if you'll submit yourself to God and resist the devil, he will flee from you. Come close to God and God will come close to you. And so this is so important that we move toward God. Again, this message, this series, this church is about this, moving you from where you are to where God wants you to be. And you need to know it's progressive. It's progressive. You never really arrive until you arrive. Until we finally arrive, we never really arrive. So be patient with yourself in this and do this. In him I live and move and have my being. Life really is made up of steps. Let me ask you a question. I want you to just think about it for a minute. Pastor Ron, don't answer it. Because he he's already been here. Which step is the most important? Which step is it that you cannot miss? The next one. I heard the first one. You might have already missed the first one. It's the next one. The next one. I cannot, you cannot afford to miss that next one. You and I, if we're going to really get there and look like something when we get there, In him I live and move and have my being. This is what you do. I've got to find that next step. I've got to draw near. Y'all with me this morning? I've got to draw near to God. In him I live. In him I move. In him I have my being. From him I'm going to get what my next step is. And listen, sometimes you're trying to figure it all out. Okay, I know where I'm at. I know where I need to go. I have no idea how to get here. How to get there. I'll tell you how to get there. The next step. What about after that one? The next step. What about after that? The next step. You know, uh, my daughter, Greta, just graduated valedictorian of, of her, her class. She's got a good plan. She's talked about it for years. I, I, I think that her, her plan will look very, very close to what she's believing for. I do believe that God takes you from the known to the unknown sometimes. But she, she's headed toward a path. She doesn't know all the steps. She knows a few of the next steps. Sometimes we look ahead and we get all flustered because I go, I, I, how do I get there and this and that? And we want to know all the steps and we can't see all the steps. And as I've told you before, we would blow some of them, we'd skip some of them. And this is what we've got to do, though. How am, I gonna, where am I, how am I going to get to where I feel I'm supposed to go? It's just getting that next step. In him, I live and move and have my being. And then that next step and that next step. Because if I miss a step, guess what? I can still recover and get back on. But what if I miss the next one after that? I mean, literally, right now, if I head on this, the, this direction, you know, I'm, I'm, going, I'm going down. And you don't, you don't want to keep taking the wrong steps. And if you make a wrong step, and look at me this, uh, for this, because this is how good God is. You make a wrong step, guess what? It's not all over. No, you didn't hear me. It's not all over. God will help you to get back. A righteous man will fall seven times, and God, God will get him back up again. Get him back up again. He'll get you back up again. But don't play with that. Did y'all hear me? Don't play with that. Well, I can afford three, four steps off. No, you can't. No, you can't. And get that next step. And get that next step. And God will help you in this. Real quick before we finish. And I wanted to say this too. In the kingdom of God, every step is an arrival. Every step is an arrival in the will of God. Every step is an arrival. Where are you headed? I'm just getting that next step i got a general idea where, I headed, where I'm headed, but every, every step is an arrival. Now, I want to share with you something. Years ago, I told you about T3, and then we upgraded it to T4. And now today, I want to teach you about T5. We added on to it. Um, and we'll come back to it in just a second. How you travel, how you move in the direction you're supposed to, pretty much is going to show up here In how you use T5. First one is time. Everybody say time. Time. Your time is the currency of this dimension. Every day you get 24 hours. Nobody gets less. Y'all with me? Nobody gets less. Nobody gets more. You get 24 hours. It's the currency of this dimension. And how you spend that currency is how you spend your life. And so you've got to pay attention. How am I spending my time? This is going to determine much in how you progress through this road trip. You have to be a steward of your time. The next one is this. Your time, your talent. Everybody say, my talent. You say, oh, well, see, I don't have any talent. Everybody does. Everybody has some talent. Everybody, God has wired you uniquely. You have some gifts, some bins, some abilities some propensities in you good ones god has put in you you are unique and god has something that you can do in our growth track that we do and we're off for june and july to start back up in in august many of you have been through growth track already in that third week we talk about discovering your gifts things about your personality your talents and those kind of things and this is what you're supposed to do with your talents you're to use them for god you're to use them for God. And can I tell you something? You don't just use them for God at church. Now, we're, we always want you to take what God has given you and use it, use it for the work of God. But, but follow me on this. Your work is also worship. You're to use what you do in life as worship unto God. You know, if you're a brain surgeon, if you're a stay-at-home mom, if, if you are a teacher... Whatever it is that you are, you are to use that as worship to God. Use what God has enabled you to do and use it for his glory. Time, talent, thirdly, is our treasure. Treasure, everybody say treasure. treasure. Jesus put it this way, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also where your treasure. He did not He did not say where your heart is, there your treasure will be. He said where your treasure is, there your heart will be. You actually direct your heart. And out of the abundance of the heart, that's where life flows from. It flows from the heart. That's why you've got to guard it. But I'm telling you, your treasure, what you invest in, how you use your finances... It's a very, very important thing. How you're traveling on this road is going to show up often in your time, your talent, your treasure. And number four, your touch. Touch. Everybody say touch. And by touch, I don't mean go around touching everybody. (laughs) Let me know you go around touching everybody. You're going to get touched back and you're going to get in trouble. Am I right? By touch, I mean, have you touched other people's lives? Have you helped anybody? Have you encouraged anybody? Have you just found somebody just to hold a door for us? It's hey, my pleasure. Have you ever just found somebody, you know, lifting, carrying something? Can you can you help them with that? Have you helped your neighbor? You know, we've we've lost a sense of place in our world because of technology. I mean, we're more connected with people from 20 years ago than 30 years ago that you went to high school with and they live in some far remote state and you don't even know your neighbor. We've lost that sense of place because of And we've got to be careful that we're touching the lives around us. You know, if you don't show up for work, you should really be missed. If you don't show up at some event or something that you're a part of, people should miss you. Because you matter. Because you touch the lives that are around you. How this plays out is a very important thing. And then the last thing is this. Your time, your talent, your treasure, your touch, and your thought. Your thought. Look at me for this. People, we've got to be thinking People. Don't just swallow hook, line, and sinker everything that comes across CNN or MSNBC or, or any, any news thing. Don't just swallow it, just hook, line, and sinker. Don't just take for granted what grandma always said. Don't just buy into everything that everybody talks about around the water cooler at work. Are you all with, with me this one? You've got to learn, and get this phrase, you've got to learn to think critically. And That's not negative and being critical. It means that you're thinking about... What is in front of you? And and you have thoughts and you process some things instead of like, duh, okay. You know, you've got to think these things through. And you know what? You'll learn to think deeper and more critically. And and you know what? Then your thoughts and your beliefs and your convictions become even stronger. Your principles will hold up even better when you learn to think. And I'm telling you that how we travel in this path, if we're on a good path, it's going to show up in your time, your talent, your treasure, and your thoughts. And if you're on a bad path, it's going to show up in how you use your time, your talent, your treasure, your touch and thought. Folks, let's go on a road trip. Let's finish this journey and finish it well. Let's travel. Let's travel wise. Let's enjoy this. Let's head toward a better place in life. Let's head toward some good and godly goals. And let's head toward heaven. And let's make sure that we take a few folks with us on the way. Amen. Did you get anything at all out of this this morning?